0: do you want to know who's the hottest president doesn't make you glow to learn sick care below? Time with us. We all dress like your dad and wear glasses. We assure you it's not that bad with three dudes wearing glasses.
1: My name is Gus, and I am wearing a blue dress with cranes on it.
2: My name is Michelle, and I'm
0: wearing sunglasses. My name is Evan, and I'm wearing regular glasses.
1: (laughs) And we are three dudes wearing plaid. Every week on this show, we learn something brand new. The only catch is we have no idea what we're going to be learning about yet. I am so fucking congested, y'all.
0: <gasps> Me too! <gasps> oh,
1: babe! Listen,
0: man. I've just been blowing my nose every, like, half an hour for the past two days. It's great.
1: Yes! I'm i got.
2: sorry to hear about that.
1: One of the worst bloody noses of my career on Sunday. <sighs>
2: Ram. your career as, as your career as a nose haver
1: Yeah my my career as a nosologist it like recurred throughout the day and like you know when you get a bloody nose and like initially it's pretty bad and then like you'll get like little bloody noses throughout the rest of the day mm. Yeah this was just like fountain of nose blood like four separate times in, like, an eight-hour window.
0: Deeply on fun. I
1: went through all of the Kleenex in the house and had to start using paper towels.
2: That's metal as hell.
1: Yes. Also, yes, Fountain of Nose Blood, my band's new album, coming soon to Spotify.
2: Beware of the sniffer. <laughs>
1: but you know what? I'm not gonna let my sinus issues stop me. I'm like the fucking post office. I just keep going.
0: Didn't we reference <laughs> the post office thing knows. last episode, too? Didn't that happen?
1: We did, yeah.
2: We did. You know what? That's like Maybe that's in the past. That's, on my mind. that's behind us and we don't have to post worry about it now Post office on the mind
1: It is a post office now because we've Already referenced it Um, Dude. I think I'm also thinking about it because I've been meaning to send my friend a cake But I don't know the best way to do it You know? Like I'm worried about what's gonna happen to it
2: Where's your friend? I assume very far away
1: Yes. North Dakota right now I believe.
2: North Decoder
1: Yes. The North Decoder ring
2: There are several websites that tell you how to ship a cake i mean you can you can ship food it's not one of the like restricted classes of materials
1: no i think my concern is mostly just that it's gonna like be in shipping for too long and it's gonna be gross when it gets there
2: Mm, you gotta get like a fruit cake
1: yeah i mean it is it's a cake that has fruit in it this is not important that's just why i'm thinking about the post office
0: i mean who wouldn't think about the post office
1: God, you're so right.
2: Have you thought about the post office today? No? Pause pause the podcast. Take a second and just think about the post office.
1: Moment of silence for the post office. Thank you. This can be the question if we want. Do we want to talk about the post office today? I kind of want to talk about
2: noses, but we could also do that.
0: We'll remember to, uh, surreptitiously make that happen. I'll wear a shirt that says noses on it.
1: (laughs) yeah a shirt that says I want to talk about noses but there's no natural way to insert it into the conversation.
2: I mean, you could do that or you could you could make it even more obnoxious by wearing a shirt that just says otolaryngology, which is the study God. of the ear, nose, and throat. I needed to share ah. this. Moving no, that's on. That's so fair. How oh. do you ship a cake through the mail?
0: Ah, wait, I pulled up to it. I went to a new page. I went to a new page. Fuck, fuck.
2: Well, Mitchell,
1: funny you should <laughs> ask. Oof. Because I'm not finding a U.S. postal service. Mm. Oh, yes I am. Am. From the go. USPS blog, 10 things to know about shipping food and fragile items. Yes. Also, the USPS has a blog, which I just find delightful. It's called Postal Posts. You have to make sure you're selecting the right size box. For your cake It has to be Slightly larger Than the contents So it doesn't Bend, break, or tear open Sure But it, it can only be Slightly larger So that the contents Don't shake Or get crushed You should reinforce them oh, and
2: the, the box or the cake?
1: Reinforce the box From within With packing materials
2: mm because those Mm -hmm.
1: will also cushion the cake. You want to select the right baked goods to send, nothing that crumbles, nothing that doesn't hold up in your hand, and nothing that has perishable ingredients that require refrigeration, like cream cheese or buttercream frosting.
0: I am currently looking at a blog from the UPS, competitor to the (laughs) real- United States Postal Service, I feel a little bad talking about them.
2: Here, Evan, Evan, hold on. I will, as as the f- a former UPS store worker, I formally allow you to share this information, and also I allow all of us to shit on the UPS.
0: Okay. Amazing. Thank
2: you for, for giving me permission, Mitchell. They have a wonderful start to their
0: blog. From the pleasures of cheesecake to the delights of a bunt, there's always a time and place for a good piece of cake. Anyways, they have a way to circumvent the whole perishable issue by recommending that you freeze your cake prior to sending. So freeze the cake, wrap it with a paper collar, then wrap it again in plastic wrap, And then, like, put the little sticks and stuff to make sure you don't, like, mess up the frosting or anything.
1: The USPS also recommends double wrapping with plastic wrap and also a gallon Ziploc bag or foil. So, like, it seems like double wrapping is very important.
0: After your cake is double wrapped, put it into a well-fitting cake box and then put it in an insulated cooler lined with bubble wrap. Apply dry ice to the cooler to keep the contents cool using protective gloves and following all directions.
1: UPS, do y'all think I have dry ice money?
2: Clearly they do. I mean, there's, there's, a re- there's a reason for this. They want you to do as much work as possible so they don't have to deal with the problem when your cake shows up all smushed. Fair enough. On time, but smushed. And you go, you broke my cake. And they go, did you put dry ice in it? And you go, no, I did not. And they go, well, sorry, King. Should have read our blog.
1: <laughs> I do want to just start shipping dry ice as like part of my usual packages now. <laughs> If y'all are curious about the history of the United States Postal Service, there's a USPS blog post for that, too.
0: Hell yeah. It's
1: called From Post Roads to the Post Office Department. And the post roads were officially established in America in 1775, on July 26th, actually, which was just a few days ago as we're recording this. One of the committees planned the position of Postmaster General, named Benjamin Franklin to the job.
2: Some guy, Benjamin Franklin, just some some dude.
1: Yeah, who? Never mind. Anyway, Benny Franks became Postmaster General. They were to consider, quote, the best means of establishing posts. And the Articles of Confederation pause for booze. Thank you. The Articles of Confederation gave the national government the sole and exclusive right and power of establishing or regulating post offices from one state to another throughout all the United States, and exacting such postage on the papers, passing through the same as may be requisite to defray the expenses of the said office, which is a long-winded way of saying this is one of the three fucking duties we gave the federal government, because we're the Articles of Confederation and we were a shitty way to run a government.
2: (laughs) Indeed you were.
1: But anyway, the post office dates all the way back to before. we were a country which is pretty cool
2: dude when are they gonna make an anime where it's not countries as as young hot people it's it's the founding documents of countries like i want magna carta to get into a romantic entanglement with the articles of confederation oh no i i dislike this quick conversational distraction smoke bomb you can ship bees through the mail wait you can ship bees you can and you should. This is. And orig- you will. Originally, this came from a blog called Shipping School, which looks very professional. It seems to just be a blog about how to ship stuff. You can ship live bees across the continental United States. And in fact, they do recommend the Postal Service, the United States Postal Service, that is, for shipping bees. You can only ship honeybees, no bumblers, oh, okay. no carpenter bees. They can't have any diseases, diseases. Um, <laughs> and now here's the interesting part because I'm actually on like the post office like rules and regulations for shit you can ship, including live. This this is the live animals page, which also includes day old pou- poultry, adult birds, scorpions, but only for medical purposes, and small <laughs> <What>? <laughs> small harmless cold blooded animals. This is the best part of this. <clears throat> must not create obnoxious odors.
1: Ah real quick deviation yes there are medical uses for scorpion venom and i'm going to tell you about them
2: when you so when you when when i at, at a medical institution get my box that has written on it live scorpions. and has, Shipped is it...
1: through the United States Postal Service. It's, for medical
2: it's, use only. It's in multiple containers that the scorpion doesn't escape. What do I do with the scorpion, Gus?
1: So you don't do anything with the scorpion itself other than get the venom out of it, presumably by, I guess milking its tail like you would a snake's fangs? That th- This does not go into it. This is treatmentsolutions.com. It's of the course. American Addiction Center's website. Because you can use scorpion venom for pain management. Oh, shit. Pain killers derive from a chemical scorpion venom are very effective for certain types of pain they hope to use scorpion venom to treat lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and it is possible to abuse scorpion venom and become addicted
2: to it dude Uh babe wake up new oxycontin just dropped it's scorpion venom
1: Anyway, that was a brief aside, but so if you're using them for your lupus, you can in fact ship scorpions through the mail. That
2: and you have you must write live scorpions on the box. They do <laughs> specify this. Much, I'm
1: picturing it written in blood.
2: Yes, much like when you when you mail bees, you have to write live bees. Now, they must be securely packaged. You must provide adequate air for your bees, and a temperature range within 40 degrees to 100 degrees.
1: A hundred to bees?
2: Here's the interesting part. <laughs> You can ship any type of live honeybees by surface transportation, so in trucks or, or or other vehicles, including queen honeybees, but only queen honeybees can be shipped by air transportation. Huh. They may be accompanied by up to eight attendant honeybees. Interesting. And of course, you must alert personnel to ensure the queen honeybees timely and safe dispatch to an arrival at the destination. Of course.
1: She's the queen.
2: She is the queen. Why is that? This might be one for the for the listener. This the rest of the, um, the rest of the question is left as an exercise for the listener. You find out.
0: <laughs> Anyways, while you the listener are googling, if you'll indulge me, I would like to take us way way back before Benjamin Franklin to 2400 BCE.
1: Hell yeah! I literally
2: thought you were going to say 2004. I don't know oh. why.
1: Yeah, way before Benjamin Franklin. Who the fuck even was that?
0: In the 3rd century BCE, in the wonderful country of Egypt, the first post offices mm. were invented. Oh, cool. Corps of royal couriers disseminated the decrees of Egyptian pharaohs as early as 2400 BCE, and it is possible that the service existed before that date. It also seems that it existed in the kingdoms of Cyrus the... Gris. Yeah, Cyrus the great of persia as well as other persian emperors and uh suetonius who we all have mixed feelings about oh we Uh, do credited augustus with regularizing the roman post office network as the uh, cursus publicus which Mm. was sort of the the basis upon which most european post offices sought to design themselves with sort of a bunch of horses and like sending things all over and it was very efficient and stuff because rome yeah and it appears that that is actually how the word post office came to get its meaning in early modern england post riders were placed or Posted every few hours along the roads at different cities, which were called post-towns, and the buildings they were, like, posted in to send the mail as it traveled through the road system
2: were called post-offices.
1: That's really cool. I didn't actually know that.
2: Linguistics fun facts. I don't know anything about Suetonius, but I'm, I just Googled <laughs> That's him. That's fun. Yeah, here's, here's the thing. I had no feelings, and now my feelings are also mixed. Because the bust of him that it kinda of looks like Grandma Mo- Grand Moff Tarkin from the Star War. Oh,
1: shit. I'll leave it at that. Not speaking of the Star Wars, but speaking of post riders, I'm sure you all want to talk about the Pony Express.
2: Of course. Boy, boy howdy, do I ever want to talk about the Ponyless Expressulus?
1: I you know, I feel like the Pony Express is something that's like pretty well known in like American lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was according to Wikipedia, a mail service delivering messages, newspapers, and mail using relays of horse-mounted riders, much like Rome did. Between Missouri and California. Here's the wild part though that I like straight up might have just missed in history class. Mm. is that it only operated from April 1860 to October 1861. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it did. (laughs) And then it just immediately went bankrupt because telegraphs were around.
2: And faster. Yes. Very much part of the, like, this is Wikipedia saying it, but it's also, like, common sense. Very much part of, like, rugged individualism. Ah, those, those boys riding across... Helping everyone get their messages, and then later we a bunch of nerds got up there with their posts and wires. They said, "Ah, we've got it now." Yeah, this is like my personal belief. I'm anti rugged individualist. I don't oh, permit it in my house. I'm not letting my kids. Yeah. That's right.
0: Correct. Good
2: well, job. I will say, so like, ditch most of the Wild West. Can we keep the posters, though? This Pony Express poster on Wikipedia, I love them. I love the old-timey wanted poster-looking thing with the 18 different fonts and the numerous exclamation points. I love it. Okay, say what
0: you will about the Old West, but the aesthetic did kind of slap.
2: It is... Is it like a bad fan fiction? Yes. However... <laughs>
1: they really went off with those
2: fonts <laughs> they really did like when you first discover fonts when you learn how to use word and in, in like third or fourth grade and you're just like i'm gonna do everything that's what they did yeah. i mean that's basically what happened right is is increases in printing technology like 10 guys who that's all they did was print stuff we're like whoa we got all these fonts
1: what a time that wild west was yeah. once the pony express stopped it only took eight more years for the U.S. Post Office to issue the first U.S. postage stamp to depict an actual historic event, and the subject chosen was, of course, the Pony Express. Until then, only the faces of George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, and Andrew Jackson were found on the face of U.S. postage.
2: Okay, was it the same? I'm gonna look up old-ass stamps because, excuse me, just old stamps, because I want to know if it was the exact same thing that's on the money, because that's just lazy. I mean, come on. Yeah,
1: that is lazy. One last thing about the Pony Express while you do that, I just want to note that, you know, Like, yes, it was successful at tying California to the rest of the nation, and, like, it's left an enduring impact on our culture, and its legacy is important to, like, the actual U.S. Post Office. But it does still say that the Pony Express grossed $90,000 and lost (laughs) $200,000, so, yikes, y'all!
2: Yeah, Good Them horses Lord.
1: were expensive, though.
2: I mean, what was that, $90,000? 90, 90, yeah. I'm, doing, I'm pulling up the old inflation calculator over here. They brought Ooh. in they brought in $2.9 million, which, like... In today's
1: in, money, damn good. Yeah,
2: and they lost $6.5 million. <laughs>
0: Ooh.
2: Ooh. That's a lot. Here's the thing. Should the post office be a... Should it have to make money? No. No. I would argue the Pony Express kind of has to if it's going to be this pillar of of Wild West-ism. And it failed. Mm -hmm. So... And also,
1: like, the post office shouldn't have to make money, but I also feel like if your postal system is losing that much money...
0: you got yeah. a
2: problem.
1: Something needs changed there.
0: Since the postage stamp was mentioned, I'd like to talk a little bit about postage stamps, if you'll indulge me.
1: This episode is sponsored by Stamps.com. <laughs> <laughs> Are, you Are you
0: talking okay? to the post office? <laughs>
1: We all listened to way too many (laughs) podcasts. I had to. This episode and... Every episode of Three Dudes Wearing Plaid is completely unsponsored. We are making zero <laughs> money from this.
2: You could give us money, In fact, like the
1: Pony Express, we are losing money.
2: We are like the Pony Express. We're not losing money, we lose time.
1: Anyway, Evan, please talk about stamps.
0: First, of course, I need to, as I always do, plug a Terry Pratchett book, Going Postal, a fictionalized account of the invention of the postage stamp. Which is right. also,
1: of course, what this episode is named after.
0: There are many people... As it often happens when we're discussing who invented something, many people who have claimed to invent the postage stamp, uh, according to Wikipedia, there are over 10. Over 10? So we've got William D'Aqura, an English merchant from London, who invented hand stamps that he, like, then put on pieces of paper and cut them up. This is considered by many historians to probably be the real one. Mm. Lo Venric from uh, the Austro-Hungarian Empire who invented his artificially affixed postal stamp stamp. Artificially affixed postal tax stamps. Say that 10 times fast. Roland Hill, uh, another British guy. James Chambers, uh, who was a Scotsman, whose son claims he invented the postage stamp. Dr. John Gray, Samuel Forrester, Charles Whitling, Samuel Roberts, Francis Worrell-Stevens, Ferdinand Egertar,
2: and Curry Gabriel Teffenberg.
1: Those were a lot of names that went by real fast.
2: Sounds like the introduction to a fantasy novel right now. (laughs) And the nine pretenders arose to vanquish his legacy.
1: History.com has a list of the most, the 11 most controversial stamps in US history. Oh. Written by Greg Doherty. Here's the thing, right? Some of these are in fact understandably controversial. Sure. We've got the uh, Susan B. Anthony Suffrage for Women stamp Released in 1936 Some imaginative critics thought they saw a cigarette Sticking out from the lip of Susan B. Anthony
2: Brand-ass. huh?
1: And so they were pissed about that We've got the uh, Union Civil War General stamp Which included William Tecumseh Sherman And people were like Ugh, But the march to the sea though There was also the Confederate Civil War General stamp Which was of course controversial Because it was on United States postage
2: Yeah yes.
1: Separately, the portrait of Robert E. Lee showed just two stars on his collar, even though he was a three-star general, making it appear that he'd been demoted. So people were pissed off from both sides of the issue.
2: That's, honestly, if that was intentional, good prank.
1: Yes. But the one I most want to talk about was the Whistler's Mother stamp, released 1934. Also, most of these were released in the 1930s, which suggests to me that when it was the Great Depression times, the best thing people had to do with their time was complain about stamps. Yeah. But the Whistler's Mother stamp says U.S. postage, in memory and in honor of the Mothers of America, three cents. Many artists objected to the way James McNeil Whistler's famous 1873 painting was cropped to fit the horizontal stamp format. Others complained about the vase of flowers that had been added to its lower left corner. In a telegram to the Postmaster General, a group called the American Artist Professional League charged that the stamp represented a, quote, mutilation of the artist's original picture, thereby robbing it of much of its charm. People were pissed about this.
2: What a thing to get pissed <sighs> about.
1: Because they cropped the image.
2: Can't please them all i mean i get it i'm not an art person i I, am just looking i'm flip-flopping between these two images of the actual painting the stamp the flowers are a little dumb but i'm not gonna get mad about it you know maybe maybe the hottest take of all is just not caring
1: oh one more controversial stamp just with respect to our frequent pursuit of the hottest president in 1995 there was the richard m nixon stamp that was that was released (laughs) The former president was honored with a stamp after his death, as all presidents are by tradition. But the stamp was predictably unpopular in the butt of endless jokes. As a newspaper columnist remarked, quote, this is one guy whose backside I do not care to lick. Parentheses, self-adhesive stamps wouldn't become common until 2002. Thanks, history.com.
2: Thanks. Thanks, history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the kind of editorializing I'm here for. Oh, you know what? I don't love Richard Dixon's face. This is a nice stamp. I re- I'm looking at this the same way like a mother would look like like at her middle school son and be like, "What a what a handsome young man!" Except we all know he's not actually handsome. Oh wait, that episode hasn't come out yet. I forgot.
1: It will not come out for another seven episodes. So that's a spoiler, episode fifty, folks. Oh
2: jeez. is it? A sp- I don't even remember where he ended up. Anyway,
1: certainly not in the top like five.
2: Definitely not. While I'm talking about the post office, you want to hear as as we kind of close out with the best thing ever shipped in the post office was through the post yes. office was yeah this is again from uh shipping school.gov i would assume no.com and you know this is just weird things you could ship it's like okay blah blah blah. teeth mannequin limbs potato bees the hope diamond because and the, ha 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 he only paid two dollars and forty cents to send a diamond through the mail topped by the man by by a man by the name of william h coltharp or coltharp who uh, decided to ship an entire building through the post office, specifically Say a that? bank. How he, he he shipped a bank through the post office. Because apparently in the 1910s, so it doesn't give a name, doesn't give it a year, excuse me, or maybe it just took 10 years, a banker by the name of William H. Coltharp decided his town of Vernal, Utah, needed a brick building to house its bank. However, there in Utah, the nearest brick factory is over 170 miles away. And transporting the bricks to this tiny town in the middle of nowhere would have cost four times the cost of the bricks. So oh. he shipped individually, through the mail, 15,000 bricks. Oh my god. Damn. Because it was cheaper than just dragging it across Utah. Shortly after, <laughs> the Postal Service enacted a rule which declared that no one person was allowed to send more than 200, to pound, 200 pounds to the same recipient in a single day. And the bank is still <laughs> yeah, there. Right. Because a hundred years ago, a guy decided, hmm. I will make the mail bring it to me.
1: That's amazing. And also imagine being like one of the post office workers that all the bricks were going through and like handling the first package that wasn't a brick. Like you must have been elated.
0: Yeah. Going way back to the very beginning of this episode, we got got to the post office as a topic through their motto, neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom of night stays these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds. You know what? Mm. That's not actually their official motto. Uh, It is an informal motto which was originally associated with the U.S. Post Office Because it was inscribed on to the actual building of the New York City General Post Office And it comes from uh, George Herbert Palmer's translation of Herodotus' histories Referring to the ancient postmen of the Persian Empire
1: I have a selections from Herodotus that I'm currently using to prop up my microphone I should see if that's in there Ah, (laughs) Because I'd be curious to know what the original Greek that yeah. that's referencing is.
0: It's, uh, History's 898.
1: Okay, the annoying thing about this book is that the numbering starts over on every page. Uh.
0: Mm. so you can't, like, actually locate the verse. Yeah. Disgusting.
1: Yeah, I'm not finding it. Oh, well. So, this was kind of all over the place, but I'm not mad about it. What have we learned today?
2: Well, we've learned you can ship a lot of stuff through the mail. Including Cake. cake but only if you have dry ice. Uh, (laughs) Well, that's according
1: to UPS. USPS just wants you to triple wrap it.
2: You can ship bees through the mail. You gotta write live live bees. You can ship scorpions. You gotta write live scorpions. And you can ship bricks... Just not more than 200 pounds to build your bank in the middle of nowhere, Utah.
1: There have been a lot of different ways of getting mail from one place to another throughout history. The first, like, postal system was most likely invented in Egypt. The system was refined by the Roman Empire and made very efficient with horses, from which the Postal Service actually derives its name because the riders were posted at various intervals to carry the mail. And the U.S. tried that with the Pony Express, and it was absolutely legendary, but also lost so much money in the space of 18 months
0: one of the most important ways that we send things through the post office is of course with stamps stamps were invented by about 11 different guys Uh, (laughs) one of them probably did it they all have long names, and they were all men. But there have been many stamps, many of which are controversial. Some for reasons that make sense, such as uh, including Robert E. Lee, even though that one managed to offend both the Confederates and the Unionists, as well as the stamp of a fancy painting which they cropped wrong, which pissed off some art people.
2: The first stamps that we had ha- were just—they just all they had was presidents on them, and it's—it is. I looked it up. It is just the same portraits that we have on the money or that we had on the money before we changed them. We'll have more presidents on stamps eventually because I guess they always get put on there after they die.
1: Even if they're Nixon.
2: And you have to lick their their behind.
1: Well, this has been fun. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And you know what? If you thoroughly enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend. And if you hate the show, please lick its behind. And either way, follow us on Instagram at 3DWPCast. I'm Gus.
0: I'm Mitchell. I'm Evan. And
1: this has been Three Dudes Wearing Plaid. Have a great day.
2: Next time on Three Dudes Wearing Plaid.
1: My coworker referenced ASDF movie today, and I was like forcibly flashed back.
2: Haha! Uh, that
0: that those are like my childhood encapsulated. I love for those.
1: Uh, for all the marbles. Would anybody like to guess which part of ASDF movie my coworker referenced?
0: Was
2: it? Keep in
1: mind that we do work at the science museum.
2: Isn't there
0: a dinosaur bit?
2: Can I ask a question, a clar one clarifying question of the the the, the labyrinth door guard?
1: You absolutely may. It is I, Janus
2: Uh, hello, Janus Was it a musical bit?
1: Not that I remember At the very least, the part of it that they referenced was not musical
2: I think Evan's right I think I am a stegosaurus Is a a good bit That's where
0: my brain's going But I can't, like,
2: guarantee Um, that that's the right answer You boys are correct
1: It was I am a stegosaurus
2: I am a stegosaurus God,
1: why did the early internet Leave such a fucking impact on us?
2: There are, it's fun it's funny cuz that's not even the early internet.
1: God, why did the medium internet leave such an impact on us?
2: Find out next week on 3 dudes wearing plaid. Mm.